Christ Center for Spiritual Living appreciates your selecting our podcast service as a part of your spiritual journey. The TCSL podcast has over 1,000 downloads a month worldwide by individuals just like you seeking to expand their spiritual magnificence. To express your gratitude and donate for the good you hear and the growth you experience from our lesson, visit our website at trinitycenteratlanta.org forward slash donate. As you donate, affirm, my offering affirms my commitment and my willingness to be an inlet and an outlet for the abundance of settling into the joyful energy of Source, thriving as you in the now. Powerful group. Namaste. So W. Clement Stone once said, Thinking will not overcome fear, but action will. It was Dale Carnegie who, who said, Do the thing you fear to do and keep on doing it. That is the quickest and surest way yet ever discovered to conquer fear. And lastly, it was Esther Hicks who said, Fear only exist when you do not understand that you have the power to project thought and that the universe will respond. Mm. Fear only exists when you choose not to live your truth, that you have the power to offer vibrational intention and the whole of the universe rearranges itself to reflect your offering. So look. We can and have provided you with a multitude of positive, consciousness-expanding, life-transforming affirmations as a resource for you to create this journey from an awareness of your own spiritual mastery. Affirmations are awesome. Affirmative prayer is transformative. Visualizations are infinitely powerful. And meditation, well, hey. Meditation serves as the means that allows you to exist in a consistent state, a consistent realization of your oneness with omnipotent source. There are, of course, a few other spiritual exercises that individuals do. I have no judgment of them. I say go do them. If you want to go dancing naked in the pale moonlight because you think it's going to evolve your, evolve your consciousness in some way, get to streaking. I just don't care. The awareness to maintain in the front of your consciousness is this. Affirmations, affirmative prayer, visualizations, meditation, journaling, sacred sound entrainment, no matter the spiritual exercise, if not followed by supportive action or actions which reflect the individual's intention of those spiritual practices. It's, it's the same as gassing up your car and parking it in the driveway out of fear of having an accident. Are you ready to go? Yes, but I can't. I might have an accident. All filled up and never getting anywhere because of a misguided refusal to take the car for a joyride. Only it's the individual's journey sitting in park, not being taken out for the joyful ride of life. In last week's lesson, we said individuals are born to love and in love as love knowing how to create as this divine formative energy of love that they are. And that fear 
is taught. Now, both love and fear are states of consciousness. One, a natural state of being. The other, taught and conditioned over time. Additionally, in last week's lessons, we provided you with a multitude of positive, consciousness-expanding, life-transforming affirmations as a resource for you to create this journey from an awareness of your own spiritual mastery, all of which are online and ready for you to put into practice. Yet the reality is, unless someone takes supportive action with and as those affirmations to transform their frequency of fear into a frequency of faith, the affirmations may sound awesome, even feel as powerful as they are, however, the individual will never, ever get out of the driveway to fulfill their original intention without action. And what's that original intention? For you to take creative action for your journey from an awareness of your own spiritual mastery. So what is creative action? To clarify, creative action is when the desire of the heart and the soul and the spiritual and mental exercises and physical actions are in perfect sync, progressing towards a perfect outcome. They're all in alignment. So you contain the spiritual ability and the green light to rearrange entire universes of manifestation to reflect your every spiritual intention for your journey. Knowing this truth, would you be open to an easy process of allowing your actions to always be in sync with your spiritual intentions so they reflect the endless creative freedom of your divinity? A state of being which completely releases any residual fear that you might have been taught unconsciously or unintentionally. Sound good? Of course, of course it does. So we're going to offer you this, that process this morning with this morning's lesson, the freedom to create all you desire. So, of course, we have to have a little parable to get us going, going. And the parable's about this fellow named Thomas, and Thomas moved from the big city to this itty-bitty little town somewhere, you know, out past East Bumble somewhere, and out where Letitia lives. And, and And so Thomas has moved, and he walks in at this local bar that's there and promptly orders three beers. Three beers. And the bartender kind of looks at him funny, but serves Thomas's three beers. And Thomas just sits quietly at the table and drinks all three alone. An hour later, Thomas finished his three beers and orders three more. The next evening, Thomas comes in again and he, he, and he does that. He, he orders three beers and drinks three beers. Soon the entire town is whispering about this new fella. You know, the man who orders three beers. So one day, about a week later, the bartender comes up to Thomas, who's coming to the bar again, and decides to, to ask him what's going on because everybody in town wants to know. You know how small towns are. And the bartender says, look, I, I, I don't mean to pry, but folks around here are wondering why you always order 
three beers. And Thomas said, Thomas said, I know it's a little odd. It's a little strange. But you see, I have two brothers that I love dearly. We, we're very close. And one moved to Canada and the other moved to Australia. And we promised each other that we would always order an extra two beers whenever we drank as a way of keeping the family bond. Well, the bartender was moved. He spread the word of what was going on. The whole town was moved by this answer. And soon, the man who orders three beers kind of became a local celebrity. Then one day, Thomas comes in and orders only two beers. The bartender pours them with a heavy heart. And this continues on for the evening. Thomas only orders two beers. Well, word flies around town. Prayers are offered for the departing soul of one of the brothers. And the next day, the bartender says to Thomas, you know, folks around here want to offer their condolences to you for the death of your brother. You know, with the two beers and all. Thomas said, well, you and everyone else is going to be happy to hear my two brothers are alive and well. It's just that I myself have decided to honor my wife's request and quit drinking. <laughs> and here's our moral. Everyone is born with the, des- with the freedom to create all he or she desires. How they choose to exercise and take action on that freedom, and to what extent, is entirely a personal decision. Personal decision. In last week's lesson, we began with an assumption. And the assumption... So I I saw this clip this morning, and, and somebody's cell phone rang in an Oprah show. During an Oprah show, and Oprah went and took the phone from the woman. I know. And said, hey, who's this? Isn't that great? We're going to do that. <laughs> who's this? She, she'll get back to you. She, she's being spiritually fed right now. Where are you? Why aren't you with her? <laughs> I only do that because I love you. All right. So we made some assumptions in last week's lesson. And the assumptions were this, that you knew and practiced two truths. First, that God is all there is and that God is love. That's the first one. The second one was, since God is all there is, and all you are is the individual expression, therefore all you are is the individual expression of divine love, that formative and creative essence of all that is. And for this morning's process we're going to, that we're going to share with you, we're going to take another uh, concerning supportive actions, we're, we're going to make sure or, or offer another assumption because we want those spiritual intentions and spiritual desires to be in alignment with your actions. So we're going to assume, have another assumption here. And the assumption is that you're all filled up. You're all filled up. You're doing your affirmative prayer work. You're doing your prayer your meditation, you're doing your visualizations and the like, and therefore are prepared to get it out of park. To get it out of park and take life on a joyride. Has the time come for that? A 
course it has. Take a look at our affirmation card this week. It's from Joseph Campbell who said, The cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. Love that quote. Now, for the record, there's an abundance of spiritual truths that we could wrap into Campbell's wisdom. Yet, we're only going to focus on, focus on the most obvious, which is this. To get inside the cave and find the treasure that an individual seeks, they must put one foot in front of the other to enter. You can't sit outside the cave and have the treasure. We have to take action to get inside. We want to begin living our journey in such a manner that we know our actions reflect the freedom of our divinity, not our fears. And what we have found over the years is that individuals will go to far greater lengths to avoid what they fear in order to obtain that which they desire. We all know somebody like that. So send them to the website, make them listen to the lesson. Because, you know, I'm preaching to the choir here. Virgil said this, he said, fortune favors the brave. Fortune favors the brave. And you get to decide what your fortune is. Is fortune going to be abundance? That's not necessarily what he's talking about. Is fortune going to be that awareness that you are surrounded and by loving individuals who are responding, being in alignment with the energy of love that you project? Is fortune going to be having that abundance of health and vitality because you put forth the effort and intent to do so? Let yourself define fortune. But understand that bravery is not about an absence of fear. Bravery is about making that conscious choice, that individual decision, that individual decision to say right here and now, I'm going to live in the awareness of my faith. I'm going to practice the awareness of that which I believe. I'm going to move forward only knowing that with my every step, 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 hello. With my every step, the whole of the universe is rearranging itself to match my intention. The step I take simply allows for that vibration, that vibration, to rearrange the physical realm. How's that feel? Feels good, doesn't it? So I want to share with you, we're going to go, we're going to go into the process now. I'll remind you for those that go, slow down. I'm taking notes. It's going to be online this afternoon. Okay? But I want to share something with you that Mary Man, Mary Man and Morrissey said, because it's important for our first two steps. She said, you block your dream when you allow your fear to grow bigger than your faith. You block your dream when you allow your fear to grow bigger than your faith. And look, everybody has a little fear of something, a little tribu- what's the word? tribulation, when they step out to begin manifesting their dream, whatever it may be. It doesn't matter. It's, an, it's, it's, it's okay to have that. You know, last week we said that that feeling of fear is actually a calling to step into the evolution of your consciousness. So allow that to be okay. But then recognize, well, wait a second. 
part of your being okay, part of your process is doing what? Defining your desire and then doing the spiritual work. Whether that spiritual work, again, is what? Affirmative prayer, meditation, visualization, vision boards. Whatever it may be. But you need to keep in the forefront of your mind. You know what to do. And you do it well. You know what to do and you do it well. So this takes us to the first two steps. The first step is for you to get a piece of paper or, or a uh, journal and write down what your desire is. What is your spiritual intention? Is it health, wealth, love, whatever it may be, a new career, whatever. Just write it down. One sentence, that's all you have to do. And then the next step, step two, is to write out every one of the spiritual practices that you take in support of manifesting that desire. What's that mean? I do affirmative prayer. I meditate. I visualize. I have a dream board. I bring in sacred sound. Once every full moon, I dance naked outside. Tick off my neighbors. Whatever it may be. Just write it down. That's all you got to do. That's, that's the first two steps. Okay? Now, here's why we're saying to you to write this down. As you move from prayerful intention into operating within the physical world, life occurs. You have to go to work. A relative calls. So on and so on and so on. And something happens in the course of a day. And what happens in the course of a day is kind of life. The focus of our attention shifts, not from the prayer, shifts from the prayerful intention into the going-ons of life. And so we want to have, at the ready, something in writing that we can turn to and say, wow, look at all this work that I've done. Look at all this work that I've done. So that we create an affirmation of our working with source. We create a reconditioning of our energy. That it says, this is unfolding. This is unfolding in the now. As opposed to, this is never going to happen. Because it's taken up too much of my time. You follow that? Those are the first two steps. Here's the third step. Share something that um, Zig Ziglar said. Zig Ziglar said, fear has two meanings. Forget everything and run, or face everything and rise. The choice is yours. The intention of this is for you to face everything and rise. So, this takes us to step three. And step three is really kind of simple because what we want you to do is step three is to honor the fact that if something's coming up that you feel, have a little fear over, that you're worrying about, that you think may cause you trouble, we want you to write it down. We want you to list out five fears, if you have that many. Some of you may only have two. If you only have two, let me know how you did it. But we just want you to write down those five fears. Okay? And whatever those five fears are, list them in from one to five, number them from one to five, 
from number one being the least fearsome to number five being the most. The, severe, the one that's the more severe fear. Right? One to five, one being the least fearful, five being the most fearful. Why? Because we're facing our fears. We're facing the fears. We're putting them down. And we're putting them down on right following what? All the spiritual work we did that affirms our spiritual mastery. Okay? Now, if we know that, and we believe that, why, are we, why do we have fear? Because the fear is a calling. The fear is a calling to take on something greater. The fear is a calling to step into the power of your magnificence. So here's our fourth and final step. For steps, for, for fears one through five, you're now going to create another page, and you're, for fear number one, starting with the least severe fear, you're going to list five supportive actions that you can take that are congruent with your spiritual intention and that will alleviate that fear. Okay? Five. Five. Then, you're going to, for each one of those, you're going to list five supportive actions. Right? So now we have 25 supportive actions. Once that is complete, you're going to pick a day and you're going to start doing the supportive action, starting with step one. There's a rationale for this. I want you to believe it or not. We have a, we have a rationale for this. I'll explain in a moment. Starting with step one, the least, least severe fear, you're going to take an action, get mark it off your list. The next day, take another action. The third day, take another action. If you get to the fourth day and something happens and you can't achieve that action, if you get to the fourth day and you tried and it just didn't happen, then guess what you're going to do? You're going to roll that over to the fifth day. And you're going to keep on doing it until that fifth action is marked, or excuse me, that fourth action is marked off your list. And on the fifth day, the fifth action, you'll take that action on that until it's marked off your list. Now, you're going to go through this process, one through five, until you've done it all. Until you've taken 25 supportive actions. Why? Why are, you, why are you doing that? Because it's far easier to eat an elephant one bite at a time than to try to eat the whole thing with one big gulp. We need to break it down. We need to break it down. Remember, in the, in the spiritual realm, it feels very light when we're working, but once with spirit, when we get to the physical realm, it's a whole nother feeling. Because the physical realm is heavy. It has mass. It's intended to be heavy because it needs to be able to not float away. Dan Lancaster said, most impossible goals can be met simply by breaking them down into bite-sized chunks. Writing them down, believing in the goals, believing in the action steps you say you will take, and then going full speed as if they were routine. Full speed as if they were routine. And the purpose is this, has another higher purpose. 
Your fears are conditioned into you over time. Okay? Nobody's parents put up a PowerPoint presentation one day and said, here's what you're going to be afraid of for the rest of your life. Take note of slide number three. If I had paid attention to that, I wouldn't have married your father. This is stuff that's been ingrained into us a little bit at a time, over time, over life, our life experience. It is, fears are nothing more than the culmination of little thoughts, little ideas that have now grown into a big and troublesome energy. And we're going to deplete that energy one small step at a time. Now, if you only do one step a day, for the five fears, that's 25 steps. Theoretically, in less than a month, if you follow this process, you, all of your actions will be in alignment with your spiritual intentions. Why is this important? Because it's all God, it's all energy, it's all you. And when we say it's all energy, it's all God, it's all you, I always like to point out this is a triune universe. It exists at the spiritual, mental, and physical level in different transformations, different expressions of energy. So when individuals are not taking action on achieving their goal, their desire, they are not working with one-third of the spiritual energy that is source. So we can't leave that out of the mix. We have to work diligently to move that. So let me share a story with you. Years ago, it's in the AJC, so it's a true story. And it's about this, I know, I like to clarify, you never know. And so the story's about a 19-year-old fellow that goes to Emory, went to Emory, right over here. And it began about just a normal freshman, every, every Emory freshman, talking about his recent spring break in Panama City, Right? And it went on to say, the reporter noticed that he was wearing this watch worth thousands of dollars. And he drove a BMW, the big one. And he had just purchased the 60-inch TV for, flat-screen TV for his dorm room. And so the story stopped at that point and kind of posed the question, you know, is this going to be a story about another spoiled teen? The product of overindulgence. Now, I'm sure many folks would like to think so. Yet, the 19-year-old freshman owns, at 19, owned his own multi-million dollar business. A business that he co-founded with his stepfather when he was in ninth grade. And the business sells office chairs via the internet and today does over $15 million in sales. Now, conventional thinking is, well... Obviously, the parents set this kid up Scott, because, you know, we all know that a kid that age couldn't run, start a business that would become that successful and run it. Not exactly. See, it turns out that the 19-year-old millionaire was always developing ways to achieve a successful enterprise. And at 10, he was out mowing lawns. In fifth grade, he started a mini Pokemon card empire on eBay because he figured out that if he could buy lots of packs of cards 
and then turn around and sell the most valuable ones on the web. So at fifth, in fifth grade, this kid with Pokemon cards generated $4,000. Pokemon cards. After that, he taught himself how to design websites. Then one, one evening, he had the idea of creating a website that sold office chairs. And so he, he used office chairs. And so he locked himself in his room until the website was created online and operational. And he would take orders via the, the net, over the phone, in, in his bedroom after he got home from school. And this young guy, he, he, he had nothing that any other person doesn't have. We all have consciousness. We all have imagination. We all have desire. He simply refused to accept or live the perceived false fears about his age. The fears of others who told him, you know, it, it, it can't be done. People saying to him, there's plenty of office supply chairs out there, stores out there. Don't do that. Nor did he ever, ever say, you know, well, you know, I'm in school. So my day is kind of limited. Therefore, the amount of time and energy I can give to this project is going to be limited. So it stands to reason the company's results will be limited as well. He accepted none of that fearful thinking and simply put one foot in front of the other to achieve his desire to create and own a multi-million dollar business before he was 20 years old. The freedom to create all, your, all you desire does not mean you will never have any fears surrounding your desires. It simply means you will not be held captive by them. Robert Collier wrote, The spiritually driven idea does not seek approval or justification. Rather, it seeks every conceivable opportunity to manifest. And you are that opportunity. And we get it. We get it. We mentioned it earlier. Desire takes hold of consciousness and we, we get all excited because we're doing that spiritual practice. We're doing the affirmative prayer work. We're doing the meditation. We're doing the, the visualization. We have dream boards all around the house. All for one intention. Transcend. To transcend thought to form. And it feels wonderful. It feels light. And effortlessly doable. Then it's time to take the action bring our actions into alignment with our spiritual intention. And that's when the fear kicks in the most. Can I do it? What will people say? Am I going to make a fool out of myself? I certainly hope so. Those are the moments that you look back on and that you laugh at. So if you're going to be laughing eventually, you may as well laugh now. The freedom to create all your desire means allowing the fear to kick in. Allowing the fear to kick in. Don't fight it. Let it be. Because it's that calling to expand into more. When any false fears kick in, the desire, once light and effortless, all of a sudden feels extremely heavy and burdensome. Why? As we shared earlier, 
manifested energy has mass. It's meant to be heavy in order to exist in the physical realm. So this is why we gave you the four-step process. The four-step process so you don't carry the load all at the same time. How do we eat an elephant? You just heard this. All together. One, but I don't... Okay, we're not singing that song. Let's do it together. <laughs> How do we eat an elephant? One bite at a time. What's the best way to experience the freedom to create all you desire? One step up at a time. One step at a time. We're going to go over these steps just briefly now. Write out your desire. Write it down, whatever it is. List all the spiritual practice, practices that you have been doing to manifest this desire. This is for your benefit to know that you're doing the work. To reinforce that you're doing the work. Step three, list out the fears. Five fears, we all have them. Then arrange the list in order of severity. One being the least fearsome, five being the most. Starting with number one on the list on the, of the fears... List five supportive actions you can take. And then do them every day. Step two, step three, step, or excuse me, fear two, fear three, fear four, fear five. List those five actions. And then take it. Take the actions. Attempt to take the actions until it is achieved. Within less than a month, you will have reconditioned that old thought, that old worrisome fear, into the awareness that you can, do. you can achieve your desire. Ernest Holmes said, we are never punished by God. We are punished by our own ignorance. Ignorance of what? Why ignorance of the spiritual laws which govern the universe. The law of cause and effect. The law of cause and attraction. Our, our thoughts, our cause, and our experience is the effect. What someone must ascertain for themselves is this. What is the causation I am putting forward concerning my desire? Is it a causation that will allow me to experience the physical effects of my faith or my fear? That's a personal decision we have to, decide, we have to make, that we have to answer. And when you make that, when you make that declaration, be honest with yourself. Yeah, maybe I'm letting a little fear kick in. But that's not about me. That's just about old conditioning that I receive from who knows where, who, who cares where. It doesn't matter. What matters is that now, in this moment, you know what to do about it. What matters is, in this moment, you have already written down that, yes, you are capable of creating a desire creating a dream, whatever that dream may be. It may now be for you to be the CEO of a multi-million dollar company before you reach 29. You're all 29, including me. It's your dream. It's your desire. You get to decide. And then write down the spiritual work that you've been doing. There's no right or wrong to that answer because it's about the vibration. It's about the vibration. 
the universe responds to your vibration. Not if you're doing the steps of affirmative prayer correctly. Not if you've done a vision board on yellow or gold paper. It responds to your vibration and the intention that you are offering in the moment. So if you're excited, the universe is excited. Let that carry you into saying, okay, this is the spiritual work that I need to do, but I exist in a triune universe, so now I have to put forward a triune practice. And that triune practice is for me to define what, the, what any residual fear may be and then define what five steps may I take to demonstrate, to demonstrate that my spiritual mastery far is by far superior than any fear I could have ever been conditioned with. You do that. You do that. And you'll have the freedom to create all you desire. I have to share this from Og Mandino. Because I think it's a nice close for us this, de- this morning. He has an affirmation that I love. And the affirmation is this. I am here for a purpose. And that purpose is to grow into a mountain. Not to shrink to a grain of sand. Henceforth, I will apply all my efforts to become the highest mountain of all. And I will strain my potential until it cries for mercy. Isn't that awesome? Strain your potential. Here's the deal. Being that magnificent expression of source that you are, that infinite flow of omnipotence, you truly can never strain your potential. You'll never run out. And as long as you set your intention and follow the process, you will always have the freedom to create all you desire. And so ends our lesson. Namaste. And so it is. Namaste. Namaste. For your spiritual journey and for the expression of your generosity at trinitycenteratlanta.org forward slash.